Hello, Syngap Land. My name is Michael Gralia. Today is Monday, May 23rd, and this is episode 61 of Syngap 10. Episode 61. Amazing. Let's find more patience. That's the first thing on my list today. Let's find more patience. I want to give a shout out to Deanna Farley for running Warrior Wednesday. Deanna has been running Warrior Wednesday for a long time. We are at like 160 warriors, and that's all Deanna. She's done almost all of them since the beginning. And thank you, Deanna. And for this most recent one, was really special. A little dude from South Carolina, Ethan. And the reason Ethan is special, aside from just being cute, and like so many of our warriors, another story that needs to be told. Pardon me, North Carolina. I got that wrong. Um, is Ethan is African-American. And do you know that at the 350-ish patients we have in North America right now, less than 10 of them are black? And the U.S. population is 14% black. So you would expect there to be, you know, round numbers, 50-ish. So what's up with that? Why don't we have more African-American diagnosed patients? Answer, really hard to get diagnosed if you're African-American because our health system is broken in many ways. But part of finding them is, is making sure that when people of color go to our website, they see patients of color and they realize that this could be this could be them too. So great job, Deanna, on Warrior Wednesday. And I'm glad Ethan is on there. And I really think we need to find more patients and we need to really focus on patients of color because right now they're just not getting diagnosed as often. And that should, that should be a question mark for all of us. And that's what gets me to probably genetics. So as I've mentioned before, we're working with this company that has some really cool machine learning and has a questionnaire to help identify potential patients. The short link is syngap.fund slash maybe. The long link is on our website, is, is in the show notes, right under Ethan's awesome profile that you should check out. But syngap.fund slash maybe, or the longer link that it gets to, will take you to probably genetic symptom checker. And if people fill that out and give us their contact information, we'll run the algorithm. And if we're like, hey, you might have syngap, we'll reach out to them and we'll hook them up with some free testing. So. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We need to find more patients. We always need to find more patients. Why do we need to find more patients? Because that keeps industry involved and industries who's going to make therapies for our kids. There's a lot to learn about you guys. Things are happening a mile a minute. There's three webinars coming up. I want to flag them for you. This week we have Dr. Harris from Baylor talking about broadly about Syngap One. She is a pro. Everybody who sees her down at Baylor really likes her. That's this Thursday, May 26, 9 Pacific, syngap.fun slash holly. Next week on Thursday, June 2nd, we have Dr. Rumba talking about uh, Syngap splice forms. These are the different isoforms of Syngap. Very important topic. If you're like, what? Trust me on this one. This is one you want to hear. And Dr. Rumba, his last webinar was webinar one. This will be webinar 58-ish. So it's been 57 webinars since we've had Dr. Rumba on stage. Let's, uh, let's bring him back and, and learn something new. And then Lucas from Probably Genetic will talk about our experiences working together and show you some pretty cool data about what we've learned from that the following Thursday. So we're just like back to back for the next three weeks. Really strong webinars. Important to learn this stuff as members of this community. Uh, Syngap.fun slash PG. And one of the reasons it's important to learn this stuff is the future is coming, right? The future is coming. And the way you become a leader in this community and you make things happen is you learn enough to be dangerous. That's step one. So I really encourage people to come to these webinars, soak up the information and figure out what's going on. Because guess what, guys? There's thousands of patients behind us and they are going to need you to, to show them 
how this work gets done and to explain things to them. And the only way that happens is when you ramp up and learn stuff. You know, I have, a, I, last week, if you follow me on Twitter, I, I did a long, long tweet thread on Thursday and Friday. I was at the Personalized Medicine Coalition, the PMC. SRF is a member of the PMC. And it's really about personalized medicine, which is mainly oncology slash cancer, but it's expanding rapidly. And I had the privilege of being on stage talking about um, rare epilepsy. So I got to I got talk about SIGCAP1, but as a proxy for all the rare epilepsies. And that was a little trip. So I'm going to come back to why it was a trip in a minute. But check out that thread. And if you go through that and you just look at all the sessions I went to and all the different things, you realize that what I, what I was told in the very early days of this work is true. They said, if you want to know where rare neurology is going to be tomorrow, look at where oncology is today. Because oncology is so much bigger and has so much more money behind it that we can take a, take, a, take a look at what's going on in the oncology space right now and say, oh, that's where we're going. And then you realize things are really sophisticated. Companies are focusing on really small things. The way companies like Kite and, and others are developing medicines is like, whoa. And then you learn about things like pharmacogenomics. I don't have time to talk about pharmacogenomics, but I am very curious about it, I gotta tell you. So anyway, the future is coming and we gotta be ready, guys, because we are the tip of the spear. The 350 patients in the US, the 1,050 patients worldwide, tip of the spear. Guys, get ready, more patients are coming and we owe it to them to build this community, to all become leaders of things we're passionate about and to get ready to onboard more and more. Another way you can learn things is GETA. So GETA, the, I don't know what it stands for, but it's the Australian Genetic Epilepsy Something Association. And they did their annual conference over the weekend. I put the link in the show notes. It's a six and a half hour live stream, but you can just go and start from the beginning, put it on your TV at home and just watch that. And Professor Petru and Professor Ingrid Sheffer both talked about their work. They are leaders who are working on Syngap as well. And you should definitely check that out if you wanna learn more. Another opportunity to learn more, uh, our friends at Global Genes, uh, Danny Levine did a podcast with Ed Kay. Ed Kay is the CEO of Stoke and he talked about Tango and Dravet. Don't worry about Dravet, they just went first, so that's an easier example. But Tango is the technology that Stoke is using in their ASOs to um, attack Syngap1. So if you're like still a little fuzzy on ASOs and Tango and those two words don't immediately render pictures in your head of, of wild type protein being overexpressed and making the brain better. If that didn't just happen in your head, go ahead and listen to this podcast with Ed Kay, the CEO of, of Stoke. I've had the privilege of talking to him a couple times. Solid dude, amazing doctor. Um, check out the Stoke news. Also on the Twitter, their action's really on Twitter, guys. Uh, one of our grantees put out a tweet thanking us for a grant we gave them. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Very grateful for that tweet. A little ahead of the curve. We, we have signed the agreement. We have agreed to fund it. We have not um, put out our own press release. So we will do that. But check out that tweet. I'm really excited about that grant too. It's Dr. Courtney at Turku in Finland. He'll be working on Missense. And what's cool about that tweet is Katrine at SRFEU and Sandra at Leon and Friends in Austria are both helping to support that tweet. So SRF is working, SRFUS is working with SRFEU and Leon and Friends. So you have three different geographies partnering. I know Austria is in Europe, but three different organizations partnering to fund this incredible work in yet another country. Amazing. I'm really proud of that grant and I'm excited to see where that's going. And let me tell you, the only reason we can make these grants is because we have money. And guys, I'm going to tell you about all our fundraisers because the money makes it happen. So MDBR is in a couple weeks. 
UPenn will match up to $30,000. So far, we've only raised $10,000. I'm asking you, please, donate to that. Let's not leave money on the table. Let's get some matching funds out of Penn. Join us and help us raise for that incredible team. And the cool thing about MDBR, which is going to be in Philly, on the Saturday, I guess, they're going to ride some ridiculous number of miles. And right next to our team will be the STXBP1 team. And as you might know, Ben Prosser is a researcher who's an STXBP1 dad that's also doing SYNGAP1 work. And Ben is hosting a, a, a gathering at his house the next day for the STXBP1 team historically, but has invited the SYNGAP1 team. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed I won't be there because there's going to be a lot of good humans in one backyard. And I'm really excited about that get together. We're also still funding for the two mice, people with the um, stop mutations that are on that fundraiser, syngap.fund slash two mice. We need 40,000 bucks to make those mice happen. Please help us raise those funds. That's that's really important work and, and pretty um, a pretty great deal, frankly, to be making animal models that, that we already know labs will use. Because you see, making the animal model, that's just tip of the spear. It's only useful if someone then characterizes that model and, and puts it in the literature. And there are people right now who want those models so they can characterize them and do experiments on them and validate certain medicines. So that's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. And then, hey, yours truly, it's my birthday. I'm, I'm turning old on, older, pardon me, on Sunday. Yeah, in six days, I'm turning older. And so I'm matching any funds raised through my birthday fundraiser because I like people to remember that Facebook birthday fundraisers are a great way to raise funds for SRF. So links in the show notes. Please check out my birthday fundraiser and give some funds. I will match every dollar. And then when it's your birthday, you should do one too. Um, great way to raise money, gets to us seamlessly, and you uh, raise awareness about Syngap1. I want to talk about vents, and then I want to share some personal news. Just a reminder, uh, June 11th in Philly is going to be... June 11th in Philly, my cuckoo clock's going off. It's going to be MDBR, I just talked about that. June 25th in Dallas-Fort Worth, we're going to have a small meeting at the end of the biannual Dravet meeting. So a couple of the leadership team are going to the Dravet meeting to learn from them and peer into the future and, and make new connections. And then we're going to have a little afternoon meeting on the Saturday. We have Dr. Perry talking, Dr. Andrade talking. If you're anywhere near Dallas or you want an excuse to come to Dallas, please come on June 25th. That's going to be great. October 8th, we have two events. We have the Karen Lieb Gala in Jersey. That's going to be wonderful. And we have a scramble for Syngap in Traveler's Rest. I'm going to get this wrong. South Carolina. I think it's South Carolina. I'm very confused about the whole North-South thing. They can't just have one state like we do in California. I don't know. But in South Carolina, scramble for Syngap October 8th. It's going to be great. And then November 12th, it's going to be in Georgia. Uh, we're going to have a gala in Georgia on November 12th. And for the people on my diversity, equity, and inclusion team, that's going to be right after, it's going to be right after the Global Genes Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion meeting, which I hope a lot of us will be going to. So you could do a double header. You can go to the, the Global Genes meeting and then slip right into the Atlanta meeting. Boom. Then December 1st in um, Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to do the big science meeting. We are working on a registration page. So all those dates should be in your calendar or as many are as possible. A uh, little personal news. I want to I want to share that. Oh, I, I, before I go there, I want to acknowledge uh, for the Karen Lee Gala, Nancy doing Nancy single-handedly making that happen. For the scramble, you've got Jenna and Julie. And for the Sparks of Hope, you've got... Uh, the, the Pierce family working with Suzanne Jones and an incredible host committee to pull all that together. So pretty amazing, pretty amazing what's going on uh, there. And then in, for the Tennessee meeting, Lauren Perry is, is my sidekick there. And then Aaron, of course, for the MDBR along with 
Peter and then Peter and March are doing Dallas Fort Worth. And the reason I made that point is all those people are people who said, I'm going to run this, picked up the work and they're making the work happen. And I'm so, so grateful when leaders step up to do the work. Today is uh, Monday. I started this, I started today, like 14 hours ago with um, a meeting with Vicky and she was telling me all the work she's doing to increase diagnosis and to connect across the Spanish speaking slash Latin American community. And I'm eternally grateful for her. All of us are taking SRF and are stretching it out to have it do more and more to help our people and to build our community. And that's amazing. That was always my vision when I started this, right? Yes, we need to raise money and fund science and we're doing that. And yes, we need to build an organization that's powerful to help our kids everywhere. And, and the reason is you can't count on any one person. Let me tell you, let me give you a funny story about that. Today is May 23rd. 20 days ago on May 3rd, by the way, I got, uh, I did a routine MRI and someone was like, hey, you got a lump in your chest. What? So I went to my doctor and he's like, ah, not a big deal. I was like, dude, it's got a lump. Let's, let's go look at it. He refers me to another doctor. Um, mammogram turned into, ultrasound turned into biopsy in like 30 minutes. Like, Please step into this room, sir. Big needle. What? And the biopsy results came back and they were like, can't tell. Spindle cell, right? So I was like, I have male breast cancer. They're like, no, you don't have male breast cancer because it's not in breast tissue. So, you know, we diagnose cancer apparently um, on cell type, not on location. So even though the, the tumor is in my chest, right about there, uh, the tissue type that it's in is connective tissue, spindle cell. And they were like, we don't know. We don't know what, what's wrong with it. We got to take the whole thing out. So last week I'm at this conference, Personalized Medicine Coalition, learning about all these fancy cancers and hearing these amazing stories and having people hand me books like, this is cancer. And I was like, oh, thanks for giving me your book. Hope I don't need to read it, but maybe I do. Um, and then I get a call from UCSF and this doctor I had met on Wednesday of last week was like, yeah, Dr. Esserman will put you on the table on Tuesday. We got to get that thing out. So today's Monday, the 23rd. On Friday, the 27th, in four days, I got to take a COVID test. Hopefully that's negative. And then they'll operate on me on Tuesday, the 31st. I'll take this little tumor out of me. Still, we got we got it early. It's still small. And um, then we'll do a bunch of pathology and we'll figure out if I've got a weird tumor, which is weird for a dude in his late 40s, or uh, if it's cancer, in which case, which case I need to have a meeting just to figure out what that means. And that and that that meeting schedule for June 8th. So I'm in a very uncertain time and I'm, I'm honestly a little scared. Um, I don't want to have cancer. I don't want to go through chemo or radiation. And I uh, I don't want to stop working on all this stuff. But if if um, that was my point, if, if I do have cancer and if I do have to go through chemo and or radiation, I'm going to be a lot less productive. And the good news is SRF's not going to stop, right? We, we've built an incredible team and we're going to keep doing incredible work. And that gives me great comfort because, you know, whether it's cancer today or something else in 30 years, we all want to outlive our kids, right? And we all need to make sure that what we're leaving behind is not just some strong science to improve their quality of life by upregulating expression of their gene, but also a community of people who, when we're gone, will take, will look after them and advocate for them and have their back. 
That's what we're building here, guys. That's what SRF is. It's not just a constant fundraiser and perpetual new science. That's very cool. But it's a community that'll look out for each other and look out for our kids when we're not here anymore. And of course, you know, my sincere hope is that in three weeks, I can just tell you this was a nothing burger and sorry to worry you. But it's also a great reminder. You know, the Buddha talked about aging, illness, and death as heavenly messengers because they, they focus the mind on things that matter. And um, this illness, this tumor in my chest, focuses the mind, right? It's like, you got a lot of work to do today, dude. Get on it. You're not going to be able to pick stuff up in a week. So anyway, that's my personal update. Sorry this is a bit long, but you've sort of come to expect it at this point. Start calling it Singap 10. Um, and uh, keep me in your thoughts, prayers, and uh, we'll keep you guys up to date. I actually debated not telling you guys this, but as a rare disease patient advocate, the idea of not talking to people about a rare disease just seemed kind of weird. So thought I'd just tell you what's going on. And uh, yeah, thanks for everything. Donate to my birthday fundraiser. Donate to MDBR. Come to some meetings and do what you can to, to be a part of this community and to contribute to it so that we can all help each other when we all get distracted with life. Talk soon.